0: Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Livingstone's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the
1: world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Mighty, mighty God, we worship you. Today. Lift up your voice
0: and sing to the Lord.
1: We give you all the praise. We worship lift the Lord We bless our name heart. we lift our voices say A voice say there Everything that's in about you Is great is he can, can do We worship you today Worship you today. We give celebrate all your the Lord way. Yes, Lord. You are
0: great. You are great.
1: You are great. You are Sing hey, to the Lord. Hey, you are
0: Wave your hands to the Lord.
1: Hey, You are great. 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 Jesus, you are great. You are great. My God, you are great. 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 We worship you. You are great. You are great. Everything written about you. Is great.
0: now just pray right now I like the song the song says that everything written about the Lord is great and the Lord is great but you can also personalize it because just as he is so are we and everything written about us is great demons tremble at our presence what a mighty God we said I came to prophesy that everything written about you is great There's something written about you. What has been said concerning you. What has been written concerning you. Before the foundations of the earth. It is great. Today in this prophetic service. May what has been written about you be unfolded in Jesus name. May it come to you in the name of Jesus. Yes. Pray right now. That whatever has been written about you. Will come to you in the name of Jesus. Pray that it shall be revealed. Pray that a prophecy of scripture shall come to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Ayada, The prophecy of scripture. The prophecy of scripture. May it come to you. May it come to you. May it come to you. Oh Lord. Ayadabashotaba. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we can be in your presence. I pray that the heavens will open over us. Speak to us. Send your word on us. Thank you that the heavens are opened over us. Thank you for the spirit of prophecy that you have released upon us. Thank you that our hearts are like the good soil. That the seed of your word that is planted into our hearts brings forth fruit in a hundredfold. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say amen. I want to give the Lord a clap offering as you take your seat. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Amen. I want to thank God so much that today I can minister from Aloga Junction Branch. I want to celebrate all the branches connected. Amen. We celebrate the Bantama Branch. Oh, let's give them a round of applause. Amen. And um, we celebrate the East Legon Branch, the Achimota Branch, the Sotom Branch, the Wager Branch, the Excel House. Hallelujah. Which other branch again? The branches in UK, the branches in the US, the branches across the nations of the world. Amen. Amen. May you go and pastor a branch in another nation. Amen. I've always wondered why people like to run away from the call. Amen. Amen. You know, some people like to run away from the call. Because I don't know whether they think that God would cheat them, or they think that God would oppress them, or they think that um, do, there are some blessings that they'll lose in life. But there's no greater joy than to serve the Lord. If you really love the Lord, you'll serve Him. Have you ever seen a woman in love? When a woman is in love, she's ready to cook for her husband. You know, one of the greatest joys of a newly wedded couple, particularly a wife, a new wife, is to cook some food that will touch her husband. Yeah. True or not true? Yeah. So, a wife is willing to serve the husband. And that is why, even in this generation, I am surprised that in this generation, you see some people who are pastoralists, you see some people who are not married, yet still the lady is washing for the man. The lady goes to stay at the man's house, is washing for him, is cooking for him, scrubbing his bathroom, bathroom. and and she does it with joy. Meanwhile, there's no guarantee that the man will even marry her. But you know why? It's possible that it's because of the love. Someone said the love. So the love moves the lady to serve. The love moves the lady to serve. Amen. And the Bible tells us that we are the bride of Christ. Isn't it? So if we really are the bride of Christ, then we would want to serve the Lord. We would want to do the work of the ministry. So anybody who does not want to do the work of the ministry, the person's love for God is a suspect. As a person next to you, do you love God? What is the proof that you love God? The proof that you love God is in you deciding to serve the Lord. Amen. Uh, That's not, hey, <laughs> not my topic.
1: That's
0: not my topic. Hallelujah. And so when, when when Jesus resurrected and he appeared to Peter, Jesus asked Peter, you know, when Jesus died you know what peter did peter you know peter was like the leader of the disciples and when jesus died peter told the disciples that, Charlie, let's i go fishing and then all the others said that okay they are going along with peter so they went fishing and then jesus appeared to peter and jesus asked peter that peter do you love me oh you know when your wife or your beloved ask you that question it's a very serious question how many of you have been asked that question before Uh, How many of you have asked that question before? Do you love me? You know, it means that the way the person is behaving, eh, it is giving you reason to be concerned whether the person really loves you. (laughs) And so Jesus came to Peter and asked Peter that, Peter, do you love me? And then Peter said, Oh Lord, you know I love you. And then Peter, Jesus gave Peter a response. You know that sometimes you can, do, do you know one of the ways of loving somebody? You know, sometimes you can love somebody and you love the person with your own concept. You love the person with the way that you think that, um, you, 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 with your own perception. For example, you know, all of us and the food we like. Do you know that unconsciously, if you are going to buy food for somebody, you buy the food you like for the person, thinking that the person likes that food. But the person does not really like that food. True or not true. So you are loving the person with your own concepts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't worry about my voice, I'll preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hear what I'm saying. You can love somebody with your own concept. You can do things for the person that sometimes that is what you want, and so you think that the person also wants it. So you are loving the person with your own concept. But you can't love somebody with your own concept. Praise the Lord! You have to find out what the person likes, and then you do it. So when Jesus appeared to Peter, Jesus told Peter that Peter, do you love me? And Peter's response was that Lord. I love you you know i love you and then jesus gave peter the prescription for loving him according to his perspective according to his concept and so jesus said to peter that if you love me feed my sheep wow somebody say wow, wow. if you love me feed my sheep so now the question that jesus asked peter Is the question that Jesus is asking all of us that do you love the Lord? And all of us who readily say, Yes, Lord, we love you, yes, Lord, we love you. Then Jesus will now ask a question: if you love me, feed my sheep. That means that the proof of you loving me is in being a shepherd, as in is and it's in you feeding God's sheep. The proof of if you are if you are not a shepherd. Your love for God is suspect. <laughs> you don't really love the Lord if you are not a shepherd. You, you, are, just, you are just doing too known with your mouth. You are blowing hot air. You are, you are loving God according to your concept. But God is telling, Jesus is telling that the proof that you love him is in, is in you being a shepherd. As a person next to you, are you a shepherd? Get a response from the person. If a person says no, then tell the person that then you are not really loving God according to God's perspective. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, are you a shepherd? As a business, are you a shepherd? Ask another person, are you feeding God's sheep? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Give the Lord a clap, offering. I hope you like the message. I hope you are not angry. (laughs) So, will you be a shepherd? Will you shepherd God's sheep? Will you take care of God's flock? And and so, what it also means is that the number of sheep you have is a sign of the, the love you have for God. Hallelujah. Yeah, because it shows your sacrifice for the Lord. It shows how much you are putting in for the Lord. It shows how much you are doing for the Lord. It shows how much you are serving the Lord. Praise the Lord. May you be a shepherd in Jesus' name. May you respond to God's love in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, let's go into our message for the month of March. Um, I'm if you are ready. I'm ready. The month of January, our, our, our theme or the prophetic word for the month of January was loving God absolutely. Amen. Amen. Loving God absolutely. And then the month of February, the prophetic focus was entering into the covenant of kingdom service. Entering into the covenant of kingdom service. Now in March, we are in March. Now I need you to understand something that when God gives us the theme, God does not give us a theme for fun god gives us a team because that is how he's that is the way he wants to train us and mold us and feed us amen so don't just be excited about the theme. some people they are not even excited about the theme. and some people you know some people you know there are some people that they are in church but they don't know what is going on in church I have observed that there are some human beings like that. There are some human beings, they are, they are in lectures, here, but they don't know what is happening in the school. <laughs> they, they don't know what is happening in the school. Have you seen some students like that? There are some people also at work. Here. They don't know what is happening at the workplace, they don't know the vision of the leader. They don't know uh, the direction of the company. They don't know what the company is about. They are just in the company. And I realize that such people, they bring that same attitude to church also. That they are in church, but they don't know what is going on in church. If you ask them the thing for the month, they don't know the thing for the month. One day I met somebody in a particular branch. He has never connected to Morning Dew before. has never connected to morning Dew before and then and so i asked him that okay if he has not connected before the the flyers the morning Dew flyers has he read some before he has never read some before also so there are some people like that too they are in the church but they are not in the church but if you behave like that it's it's a wrong kind of behavior and you lose out on what God has in store for you. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, as you are in church, make sure that you are involved in what is going on in church. Make sure that you are passionate. Make sure that you are receiving. When the theme is announced, make sure that after service, you go back and you read the theme again. You listen to the message again. You go to the scriptures again. Amen. The Bible tells us about Jesus that at the age of 12, Jesus was in the temple. He was not only answering questions he was also asking questions amen, amen. so when you are in church eh, you should be able to answer questions and you should be able to ask questions when the theme of the month is released you must meditate upon it and and that is what will show that you are growing as a person hallelujah are, are you ready for the month Tell the person next to you, I'm ready for the month. Alright. Now the thing for the month. Hmm. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ever ready. I'm ready. believe I'm, 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 I'm a believer, prophet. I'm <laughs> Before I give you the theme for the month, let me give you a certain scripture. Proverbs 31 verse 1, King James Translation. So, this is a prophetic encounter service. So, I'm going to prophesy. Alright, Proverbs 31 verse 1, Proverbs 31 verse 1, King James Translation. Now, look at, let's all read it together. Ready, go. hallelujah now it's saying that the prophecy that his mother taught him can I tell you something every teaching I give you is a prophecy Oh, somebody believe what I said every teaching I give you is a prophecy so you have to run with the prophecy you have to embrace the teaching in other words Every theme that is released for every month is a prophetic word. That's why we call it Prophetic Encounter Service. And that is why we announced the theme for that month at Prophetic Encounter Service. For you to realize that it's a prophecy that has been given to you. How are you treating the prophecy? Suppose they, they forget their prophecies. Three months ago, last year November, do you remember the theme? should i ask some people yeah. <laughs> across the branches who remembers anything from last year you see people are now thinking across the branches the pastors, can you check that somebody remember anything from last year wow so far only one team out of 12 teams All right, two teams have come. <laughs> How many? Th- hey! I thought there twelve teams. <laughs> <laughs> Say, help me, Jesus. So, so people have forgotten their prophecies. Oh. The upper the men. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, you want to take your seat. So you can see that people don't take their prophecy serious but the prophecy is for your training is for your edification you know what the prophecy is like david said that i wear is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path so the prophecy is like a light for your path so if you forget the prophecy how would your path be lit are you sure that you are working on the right path not come to my message hey. praise the Lord I pray that may your heart change in Jesus' name I pray that may you have a good attitude to the word of God hallelujah all right let's the Lord just showed me why today the theme the prophetic theme is from a scripture that people don't usually is from a book that people don't usually read <laughs> amen it's, it's from a book that people don't read and you know the lord just spoke to me that that is why it is from this book the lord just spoke to me that right now when i it's in my book my diary had written it so when i just saw it again and the lord told me that that is why the thing for this month is from just that particular book because of the condition of people because of the stubbornness of people Because the people of God are not taking the prophecy seriously. That is why it is from that book. (laughs) Who who said it? Wow, give it a clap, my friend. So it is from Lamentations. It's from, so the Lord is prophetically. the lord is telling me is that the lord is saying that prophet of god pick up a lamentation pick up a lamentation against my sons and daughters so as a prophet i am picking up a lamentation that's why my voice is even like that it's a lamentation people you don't understand prophetic I'm saying that because my voice was not like this even when I was it's just when I got to the pulpit that my voice became like this because it's a lamentation you get what I'm saying I, I said because you see many times God allows his prophets to experience what he himself is feeling so God is letting me experience how he's feeling and that is why God is saying that I should you see it's becoming more horse God is saying that I should take up a lamentation oh we, we have to repent so that God do not God do not let his prophet take up a lamentation say help me Jesus, help me, Jesus. all right so I'm picking up a lamentation uh, lamentations 3 <laughs> verse 40 that's a scripture Lamentations 3 verse 440. 40. Let me use it. Verse 40. Lamentations 3 verse 40. I want to use the the New Living Translation. Look at what it says in the New Living Translation. It said, "Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Then let us turn back to the Lord. Let us Test and examine our ways. Then let us turn back to the Lord. So this is what God is saying. Do you realize that it's a lamentation? God is saying that test yourself. Examine yourself. Find out where you are found wanting. And then return to the Lord. Do you believe I'm a prophet? (laughs) And I'm bringing you the word of prophecy that god is saying that for each and every one of us we must examine ourselves we must test our ways and then the places that we are found wanting we should return to the lord hallelujah so our thing for the month or the prophetic word for the month it is it is the month of self-examination It's the month of self-examination. Hallelujah. I'm a prophet. And, and the, the heavens testify that I'm a prophet. And I like the testimony of God and the testimony of men. And and the saints who walk with god they also testify that i'm a prophet <laughs>
1: the
0: the fathers also testify that i'm a prophet so you have to pray that god will open your eyes so that you see that i'm a prophet and not just to see that i'm a prophet but to receive the prophetic word that god says that i should sh- he says that, prophet take up a lamentation hey! So today I came to take up, in this month, I'm taking up a lamentation.
1: <clears throat>
0: Praise the Lord. Uh, like the way you are, you are quiet. It's a blessing. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Look at what it says. Using the New Living Translation, he says that examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. And he said, surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have filled the test of genuine faith. So brothers and sisters, it's important that in this life, we examine ourselves and we test ourselves. That is why when you are preparing for an exam, a major exam we have something we call mock examination mock is not by the central governing authority or the central governing council it's not by waec the school does mock to prepare you so that after the mock you know whether you pass or you not pass the mock is in a way a reflection of the results that you get so when you get 5 a's in the mock you can be sure that in BC, you get five A's plus. In, in Wasi or BC, you get five A's plus or minus. And when you fill the mark. When you fill the mark. Nobody should advise you that you fill the main exam. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah so the mock examination it is to test yourself it is to examine yourself however there's a great period so when you test yourself and you examine yourself through the mock you are able to now quickly make amends true or not true you can now put in extra effort you are able to notice where you are weak maybe your weakness is french they realize that no Charlie you have to put in more energy in French so that you can pass the French exam maybe it's Ghanaian language hmm. amen maybe it's mathematics praise the lord so you can see all through scripture god telling us to examine ourselves and that is what god wants us to do in this month that in this month god god wants us to embark on self introspection God wants us to sit down and analyze ourselves analyze ourselves in terms of our work with the Lord to find out whether are we really working with the Lord are we really working in his purposes it's a lamentation praise God you see that right after the sermon my voice will become okay because it's a lamentation I've, I've picked up a lamentation Jesus say mercy Lord. mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Galatians 6, verse 4. Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. Now it says that. Alright, give for this one, give me the King James translation. Let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Let every man prove his own work. So, what he's saying is that for all of us and whatever you are doing, you can examine yourself. You can examine your service in the house of God. True or not true? Don't wait for your shepherd, your pastor to examine your work in the house of God. You yourself should examine your work in the house of God. Let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone let me ask you a question so you can put this scripture you can you can flip it that when you prove your own work, you can have rejoicing in yourself or you can have sadness in yourself because when you examine your work in god's house it should tell you you yourself will know whether you are doing well or you are not doing well i think people don't like this message You see, it's like my messages, I see people don't like the messages. Because it's not, it's not so, you're, you're so are at it. but, but it's the message that you need. You see, when the prophet was ministering, prophet and he spoke about, you know, Livingstone having the glory of God. They, you know, the Lord told me that I should continue preaching the messages he's giving me. Because that is what we need to enter the glory. Yeah. <laughs> so i always keep on saying that me i'm not afraid of people's faces i will preach the word like the way god gives it to me amen. amen i told you people that part of my prophetic ministry is to bring god's people back into alignment with god's purposes and when god sends a prophet many times god sends a prophet when his people have gone have gone a are horring after other idols and other gods, then God sends His prophets to bring about restoration and reformation. <laughs> Praise God. The teaching is also a prophecy. So you have to receive the prophecy. So He saying, I'm saying that, and the Lord is saying, and the scripture is saying that prove your own work in God's house. Let us even forget about last year, 2023. We have finished uh, two months in in, in 2024. Prove your work in these two months. As a chorister, what have you done? As a shepherd, what have you done? As an instrumentalist, what have you done? As an usher, what have you done? Prove your own work. As a technical person, what have you done? As a media person, prove your own work. In the house of God. Prove your work. Prove your work of prayer. Prove your work of evangelism. Prove your work of shepherding God's flock. Prove it. Prove your work of reading God's word. Prove it. And then when you prove it, you, you, you have rejoicing in yourself alone. And you also have sadness in yourself alone. <laughs> True or not true? Yeah. Prove your, your, your work in God's house. Praise the Lord. i many of you are liking the message? <laughs> Let me give you another scripture, then I move further into my message. This one is just the introduction. I, I've not started the message. This is just the introduction. Hmm. First Corinthians 11, verse 30. Praise the Lord may God help us to examine ourselves. Alright, let's go to verse 31. First Corinthians 11, verse 31. Now look at what it says. Give me um, New Living Translation. Alright, you first, let, let me read, okay, New Living Translation. Look at what it says. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. What is he saying? He's saying that when you examine yourself, and then you you return back to the Lord God will not have to judge you are, are you with me? that is why I gave you the illustration of mock exam mock exam is to is for you to examine yourself so that Wayek will not have to judge you <coughs> hey. Oh, which one do you, do you want Wayek to judge you? Uh, you, you see but, but can I tell you something? Wayek will by all means judge you. But before Yek judges you, judge yourself. And then when you judge yourself, it will help you to prepare better for Yek's judgment. Because YX judgment, there by all means, if I look around, everybody, everybody who is in SS University went through Yek's judgment. True or not true? So nobody can escape the judgment of YX. How many of you passed Yek's judgment? How many of you had to meet Wayek a second time? <laughs> you, you don't like the question I'm asking? I'm saying that how many of you, you had to meet Wayek twice? That means that you, you, you met Wayek once and Wayek judged you and then you failed the test. So you had to meet Wayek again. Praise the Lord. There are some people that, do you know that there are some people, Yahweh is still judging them, <laughs> and they are still feeling Yahweh's judgment. <laughs> Hallelujah! Give the Lord a clap, my friend. Now let me take it again. He's saying that if we would examine ourselves we would not be judged by god this is very powerful that if you don't do your self-examination god will eventually have to judge you but it is more dangerous for god to judge you you need to judge yourself and return to the lord so that god will not have to judge you you, you get what i'm saying because when god judges you there'll be ramifications you see we only see god as father but god is not just father the bible tells us that god is also a judge So when God judges you, and there will be ramifications. So he's telling us that what? let us examine ourselves and then return to the Lord so that God will not have to judge us. Let's go to verse 32. Verse 32 says that, Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. What is he saying? God will judge us. If we don't judge ourselves, God will eventually have to judge us. And God's judgment is a discipline. God's judgment is a discipline so that we will not be condemned along with the world. What he's trying to say is that God's judgment is a discipline. It, is, it will be so severe that we will lose certain things. But we losing those things is so that we preserved. Praise the Lord. I remember the other day, um, I think two years ago, Camp Meeting, Dr. George was teaching us something. And he taught us about a woman who was crippled. You remember? And he mentioned something that the woman who was crippled, you know, because she was crippled, she could always be praying. She could be fulfilling her ministry of praying. And so a man of God came that wanted to pray for her. And she said that, no, the man of God, should not pray for her and as if she begins to walk she may neglect her ministry of praying but now that she's so this is what had happened to her god had disciplined her by which she was now crippled so that she could be fulfilled she could fulfill her ministry so she being crippled in a way it was a disadvantage however in eternity it was working out for her good so that she received her reward in eternity that is why the scripture says something the scripture says that it is ent- that illustration is the meaning of that scripture that says that it is better for your right hand to be cut and for you to get to heaven than for you to want to go to hell with the two hands. Meaning that sometimes the discipline of God and the judgment of God causes people to lose some blessings in their earthly life so that they will not be condemned with the world, so that they will not go to hell, so that they will not miss their blessing, do not miss their reward. hallelujah but you know something I saw that even though that is a case there's a better alternative there's a better alternative you know the better alternative the better alternative is to have a heart that is right before God the better alternative is to do what God requires you to do when you do what God requires to do you will not have to You not have to be disciplined and judged by God. And so, therefore, you know, you can also, it's not everybody who has to be a cripple to fulfill their prayer ministry. You can you can have you can be working all right and fulfill your prayer ministry. But for some people, they are so stubborn that God is always calling them to prayer, calling them to prayer, calling them to prayer. But because of their stubbornness, they are not responding to the call. So God has to confine them or restrict them or restrain them or bring something on them that will cause them to actually fulfill their in the process. They may lose their right hand or their right eye. But it's better for God for them for it's better to God for his people to lose their right hand or right eye and fulfill their assignment and receive their reward than for them to have both hands and both eyes. (laughs) But brothers and sisters. When your heart is right, you can have both eyes and both hands and still fulfill your calling. Why do you want God to discipline you before you fulfill your call? It's a stubborn heart that has that attitude. That's why I'm bringing a lamentation against the stubbornness of God's people. It's a stubborn heart that wants God to discipline the person. Can I tell you something? There are some people there are some people God cannot bless them with money because with a lot of money because when God blesses them with a lot of money, they'll chase girls. They'll, they'll chase girls. When when God blesses them with a lot of money, they'll go and get plenty side chicks, and they'll not be coming home early. They'll be fooling around, sleeping around. So what God has to do is that God has to prevent them from getting money. So it's that like every day they are praying for money. day you know every day you know what they have they have just enough to get by but they don't have extra because if god allows them to get extra that extra don't use it for a side chick so such people you see that ah they are always praying they are believing god for more they are believing god for Things they are believing God for more money and all that, but the more money is not coming, it's not that God is not is wicked, it's not that you see. I taught you about Heaven's Bank, it's not that they don't have money, they are Heaven's Bank, their heart is not right with God, so God can't entrust them with wealth. So He will just allow them to be restrained so that they'll make it to heaven, so that they'll keep it to one wife. But but, but look at it. Why don't you allow your heart to be right? Why don't you judge yourself and return to the Lord and allow your heart to be right so that God will bless you with wealth and then when God blesses you with wealth you use it rather for the fragrance of God's kingdom. Are you with me? Do you realize it's a lamentation? <laughs> so he says that When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. You understand that scripture now? (laughs) Let's go to Revelation 3. It's like I feel the prophetic anointing. Look at it. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God in the seven stars. Now look at it. Look at it. Uh, let's all read together. The, the, the one in inverted commas. Ready? Go. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Next verse. Verse read it together. Let's go. Wake up! Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God next verse go back to what you heard and believe at first hold to each family repent and turn to me again if you don't wake up I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as it is you see I came as a prophet of God I, I, I came with a lamentation The keyboard is doing well. The, the, the tune is also like a lamentation. Yeah. Keyboard receive more glory. Yeah. That is the, the, the theme is like a lamentation. He's in spirit. He's playing the tune. It's, 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 it's allowing the lamentations to come forth. I sense a lamentation in my belly. It's like fire locked up in my bones even if i try to restrain it i cannot i have to release the lamentation (laughs) hallelujah now look at the word of the lord there's a word let's go back to verse one he's saying that god is saying that i know all the things you do you see many of us we don't we don't know that god sees us We, we think that god does not see us and, and do you know do you know do you know something also Pastor, you know something some people sometimes they think that they can outwit the pastor some people sometimes they think that they can be smart with the pastor with their pastor and then they think that they can lie they can they can give their pastor lyrics let me let me show you let me show you a lamentation hmm. i said and they, God God I, that's a lamentation I, I, I feel a lamentation because it's like all the scriptures God is giving me is like scriptures of judgment and examination and reproof and correction and, and lamentations huh. let me show you those of you think you can do a laka with me sure you're, you're only... now as as a, aye, a who he answers a beka. Now a who niya, now since i bibu pesem treo bibu wanyamia semuna. A beb bwoa now wa wa niya niya sa se sa lakala kanu. Since I oh jai, because M bwoa, M bwoa because the scripture we saw it says that repent, or God will come suddenly, unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. Many times, and the reason why it looks like people are lying to the pastor, people are swerving the work of the ministry and all that, and they are getting away with it, it's just a grace period. It's a grace period. But like the scripture said, unexpectedly like a thief in the night, the Lord will come. He will come unexpectedly. Acts chapter 5, verse 1. There was a certain man named Ananias, who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles. Look at what it is. He brought part of the money to the... Give me, I'm using NLT. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was a full amount. Amount With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then look at what happened. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? Look at it. He said, you lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. Now look at it did he lie to did ananias lie to the holy spirit he hadn't spoken to the holy spirit he came to peter and he brought the money to peter he said peter we sold our land he said peter they sold. they said here they sold their land they, and this is all the money they got but meanwhile he had connived with his wife that will keep some and then they brought they kept some for themselves and they brought some and they brought it to Peter and they lied to Peter that Peter this is all the money now look at Peter's response Peter said that why have you let Satan your heart? you lied to the Holy Spirit Peter didn't say you lied to me he said you lied to the Holy Spirit because Peter as a prophet is the representative of the Spirit of God so anything you do to Peter you have done to the Spirit of God when you do good to Peter you have done to Holy Ghost when you lie to Peter, you have lied to Holy Ghost. When you do good to Pastor Philip, you have done to Holy Ghost. When you lie to Pastor Philip, when you do like a lacquer with Pastor Philip, you are doing it to Holy Ghost. I, am I the one who is saying it? Now verse 3, Peter said, Ananas, why have you let Satan fill your heart? That means that when people lie and when people try to be deceptive and cunning, they have allowed Satan to fill their hearts. Have allowed satan to fill their heart he said you lied to the holy spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself next verse verse 4 the property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished and after selling it the money was also yours to give away how could you do it so in other words it was not by force it was not by force to bring money or not bring money or to sell the land or not to sell the land but why lie that's the problem you, you get what i'm saying that was a problem that the spirit of God had. The thing, the money, in the land was this. So it was not compulsory to bring it to the Lord or to sell it and bring the money to the Lord. But why lie? That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. Why lie? Why, why pretend? And I want to make an announcement under the anointing of God. Anybody who that wants to stop the work of the ministry should stop. Anybody in Livingstone's family church that you want to stop, I give you the right to stop now. Whether you are an usher, you are a shepherd, you are a chorister, you are an elder, you are a deacon, whatever it is, uh, you are a technical, you are in media, you are in Holy Nation, you are in. I, I told you I came with a lamentation. I want to give you the permission right now to stop. Because it is better for you to stop. Than to be doing it and doing like, and do, to be working and doing like a laka. Like That's what he's telling Ananias that it is not by force. So when you are doing the thing, do it wholeheartedly. But don't be doing it and be pretending. Don't be doing it and trying to be smart. Don't be, don't be seen as doing it yet in your heart you are not really doing it. so right now whatever position you have whatever work you're doing i said you should do it true or not true now i'm saying that if you want to stop you can stop and i'll advise you that in this month you stop if you want to stop stop in this month because it is better for you to stop than for you to be doing it and doing it not from a pure heart not from a genuine heart it's better for you to stop now and than for you to be doing it and then in your heart you are condemning me in your heart you are angry with me in your heart. You are despising me in your heart. Or you are despising the church in your heart. Or you are feeling like they are worrying you. master how can somebody feel like the person is serving God and the person is being worried? And I'm also saying, tell the person that you are, tell the person, oh watch your do do, cry? Watch your do do? Jai is Jai. The person Jai. It's not from your heart. It's not you. You feel compelled. You feel pressured. You feel worried. You feel that people are worrying you. You feel that people are, you are angry with people. It's like, ah, in your heart, you want to stop, but you don't know how to stop. I'm giving you permission to stop. I've, I've announced it to the whole world because we are like that you can stop now. Yeah. True or not true? Thank you. Thank you. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. He said, how could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us. He said, look at what he said. You weren't lying to us but to God. Verse 5. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Hey! He fell to the floor and died. Help me, Jesus. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. He fell and died. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you are liking the message. Let's go back to Revelation 3. Revelation 3 verse 1. Revelation 3 verse 1. Look at what he says. I know all the things you do. So I gave you that scripture for you to see that. Ananias he thought he was lying to Peter, but Holy Ghost was seeing it. <laughs> you get me. So when God says that I know all the things you do. You see God he looks at the heart sometimes as prophets God allows us to see the hearts of people but that is why you have to return to the Lord sometimes you have to pray that God give me a pure heart give me a right heart a right heart to save you you see can I tell you something I, I feel the heartbeat of God as a prophet I feel the concerns of God I feel how, how God feels and one of the things that god has been ministering to me is that a lot of his people feel that he has scammed them a lot of people a lot of christians and a lot of church workers feel that god has cheated them but god god says to, and this message is not just to livingstone but it's to, it's to the body of christ but it starts with livingstone because i'm the prophet of livingstone A lot of people feel that God has cheated them. There are people that feel that God has scammed them. There are people that feel that they gave themselves to serve the Lord and then things didn't work out the way they expected it to work out. This is what the Lord says. That those people today should examine their hearts because sometimes they stood that on their they or they were, it looked like they were serving God but in their hearts, their hearts was not really to God. Their hearts was not really towards God. So don't say God has cheated you. How dare you say God has cheated you? What do you mean by God has cheated you? Who are you for God to cheat? What does God need from you? Now then I or And a dynamic I'm my permission. Say, O Felice, O O you are serving God, you are worshiping God, and, it's, and like things are not going the way you expected. So because of that, you are angry. I'm giving you permission right now to stop. If like stop and go and worship idols, I, I'm giving you the permission as a prophet right now. Right now, stop and go and worship idols. Stop and go and join the lodge. Stop and go and join uh, Illuminati. Stop and go and join Occult Occult Group. Stop. Stop because it is it is it is foolishness to be serving god but not serve god right if you are serving god and serve god well if you are worshiping god worship god from the genuineness of your heart but it is wrong to be worshiping god in pretense because god sits when you are worshiping him and serving him in pretense so if you are worshiping him and serving him in pretense he cannot bless you so then of what use is it It would have been better for you to have been in the world and then enjoy the world and go to hell. It's a lamentation. It is a lamentation. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hey, Jesus. He says that I know all the things you do. He said, and that you have a reputation for being alive. So other people see that you are alive but God, from God's re- perspective the person is dead. So other people say, hey, this person is a This person is a One day Bishop Dark said that he there was somebody at uh, used to come to the church early to pray early to pray like so, or the person when comes to the church early Sunday when you see the person in the church so he used to always tell himself that so this person is spiritual come to the church and the person will be mourning like crying like as a praying crying groaning he used to tell hey this person is spiritual so first Sunday second Sunday third Sunday he always thought the person spiritual then after a while one day when he got to the church and saw the person The Lord, he said, the Lord spoke to him that to tell the person that the person should. It was a lady; she should stop her abominations. So that was surprise. He said, "Hey, what message is this from the Lord? This is a very spiritual woman, always coming to church early to pray. What abominations?" But the message was strong, so he went to the person. The person was sitting the church, the church early before service and started praying crying praying crying mourning groaning all that and then he got towards the and said, god said i should tell you that you should stop the abominations and when the prophet said it she began to weep and she began to confess her abominations but actually she was a prostitute So, sometimes, people have a reputation for being Ujashios, but when God sees them, he sees that they are dead, because God looks at the motives of their heart, do you see that we have to examine ourselves, can I tell you something, I have not started my message, I have not started my message hmm. let's go to the next verse verse 2 Revelation 3 verse 2 so this is what god is saying that we should wake up we should wake up he says strengthen what little remains the fact that you are hearing me the fact that you are hearing me means that there's some little that remains you know, it is like fire. When um when you when you do fire for your of late people don't use copot, isn't it? But when you do the fire, or you know, sometimes the fire is dying out. Did you hear me? But even though the fire is dying out and it's just left with some ambush or some little flames, or just you can see that a particular a certain part of the a stone or the wood is it looks red. It's not the flames are not jumping, but it's red, it's glowing. It means there's some little fire there. There's something you can do. And now, a bit bigger. You get what I'm saying? So, that is what God is saying. That wake up. And I'm telling you that the fact that you have even had the opportunity to connect to this service and to listen and to hear the message, God is saying that strengthen what remains. There's some fire there. Some genuineness there. There's some genuineness there. There's a there's some spark of prayer there, there's a spark of holiness there, there's a spark of righteousness there, there's a spark of love for God over there. There's a spark of a desire to serve God, it's a spark, but it's little, so he's saying that strengthen what little remains because. But even what is left is almost dead. It's almost dead. But strengthen what remains. And look at what he said. He said, "I don't find your act- I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God." Verse hmm. three. Give me verse three. Go back to what you had. Go back to what you heard. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. This scripture has a lot of minutes. I'll give the general and I'll give the specific. He said, go back to what you heard and believed at first. Go back to your first love. Go back to the messages that changed you. Go back to the messages you heard some time past. That stirred up something in your spirit that set you on a certain course, that placed you on a certain path. Go back to those scriptures. My last night the Lord led me to a book I read many years ago when I was in in the university, secondary school university. The Lord led me back to that book, and I was excited. The Pursuit of God by A.W. Toza. Tell the vendor to go back. Go back. He said, go back to what you had and believed at first. And hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief. Go back to when you first gave your life to the Lord. That time when you first gave your life to the Lord. We're always enthusiastic about church. Always enthusiastic about the Lord. Ready to read your Bible. Ready to pray. Go back to when you first began to speak in tongues. The time you began to speak in tongues. You love speaking in tongues. You used to give yourself speaking in tongues session. You used to go to the park to pray. Go back to when you first bought your Bible. And you started reading the Bible. Go back to where to park prayers. <laughs> go back to all night prayers. Go back to retreats go back to serving the Lord go back go back to when you used to live a righteous and a holy life go back to those days when you used to sing those songs and you meant it the things I used to do I do them no more the girls I used to kiss I kiss them no more go back to when you used to sing those songs you stop chasing those girls in kiss chasing those boys you deleted some people you deleted some people's numbers you you broke you broke attachments with some people but now you have gone back for those people some of you you deleted all the all the pornography on your on your hard drive
1: Am I raising
0: a lamentation? <laughs> go back to what you heard and believe at first. Hold to it. First. Now, what I said is in the general sense. Now, I want to come in a specific way for us as living stones from the church. Now, God is saying that go back to what you heard. So, for this year, 2024, what have we heard? We heard something in the month of January. And we had something in the month of february the lord says we should go back we should go back to it we should go back to it will god taught us in the month of january loving god absolutely do you really love god do you really love god or are you loving god absolutely these are questions you should ask yourself and examine yourself examine yourself in this that are you loving god absolutely or are you treating god as an idol you know what the lord told me the lord told me about idolatry that a lot of christians they come to god on the basis of idolatry the way they are they are coming to god eh, is with the concept of idolatry i'll show you the concept of idolatry what is idolatry idolatry is you going to a certain deity And to make an offering to that deity in expectation for a certain blessing that the deity will do for you so we see it it always happens why do people join occult groups and secret societies because they want money so when they go and they even tell them to sacrifice their daughters so that they'll get money don't they do it but do they get their money that's idolatry when somebody wants children and the person goes to an idol or a deity or a water deity And the person goes to make a sacrifice to the water deity so that that person will get children will a person get children so that's how we come to god that's the idolatry the same concept we come to god okay so god now we have come to you as we are serving you bless us give us this give us promotion give us increase give us what we want So we come to God with that same mindset and then when it's like it's not coming because already the premise on which you are coming to God is wrong. So God will not give it to you. So when God does not give it to you then the people get angry and then the people start to say that God has scammed them that God is not faithful That's idolatry How dare you How dare you to god on the basis of idolatry how dare you come to god thinking that because you are coming to you are, you are coming to serve him so that he'll bless you no you don't serve god so that you bless you bless you no all of you here if somebody comes to you because of what the person can get from you will you be happy The guys, if a lady comes to you because she can get money from you, will you be happy? The ladies, if a guy comes to you and is giving you, look, look at it too, as ladies. If a guy comes to a lady and the guy is sharing the lady with money or with the motive that he'll sleep with the lady, would the lady be happy? Oh, no, it's only the foolish girls that will be happy. It's only the ones that I'm I am I, I, I say I'm Yeah, Daniel my I'm I, I'm my dream, am I screws. <laughs> I say yeah, 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 But with a proper girl. Be excited that a man is showering her money just because he wants to have sex with her. So why do you think that you come to God because of what God can give you? It's idolatry. You don't love God. You don't really love God if you do that. You do know I mean? We come to God and we love God and we worship God and we serve God. Number one, because of who He is, He deserves the worship. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords he's the i am that i am he's up he's above all gods so that is why we come to him to worship to come we come to him to worship him and serve him and then the second reason is that to love him because we love him but when these two things are when these things when we come to god with the right motive god will truly bless us god will truly bless us So you have to examine yourself. Now, do you really love God? Do you really love God? Check your heart. Examine yourself before God comes to examine your heart. What what shows that you love God? Do you really love God? Do you really love God for who He is? Is that why you are serving Him? Is that why you are worshipping Him? Is God the ultimate in your life? because God is either all in your life or he's none at all God will never God will never be second place in your life God is too big to be second in your life that's why the other day I asked which ladies would like to be second wife Uh, which lady would like to be a second wife across the branches which lady would like to be a second wife oh ladies ladies the ladies don't want to be second wives ladies don't want to be second wives i like somebody's response first and last that means one and only ladies don't want to be second wife they want to be their only the one and their only wife wife then why are you not why don't you don't you know that god wants to be your one and only but you, there are people that have many things in addition to God. Simple, they, they love their career more than God. They love football. They love money. They love their beloved. They love their husband or wife. They love their job. They love money more than God. So they love God, but God is number two. How dare you make God number two? Now Ju say now Juya Nami oh, number two. Why are you number two? I love you are enjoying the message. Yeah. Listen to the message well. That is why in the month of January, God gave us that scripture about Apostle Paul. Let's go to Apostle Paul. Like I said, we are going back to what we heard. Some people some people, they forgot the thing for January. The, the scriptures I given and all oh, they forgot about it. <laughs> Amen. Alright, Philippians 3, verse 7. philippians 3 verse 7 paul said that but what things gain to me those i counted laws for christ brothers and sisters if you are going to love god that's what i'm saying that all these scriptures say examine yourself amen he's saying if you are if you really love god all the things that we're to to and all of us there are things that we consider gain to ourselves isn't it Sometimes if you have a first class, you consider that, wow, that's good. If you are beautiful, you consider that, that's good. If you are handsome, wow, it's a plus to you, true or not true. If you have money, it's a plus to you. If you are intelligent, you feel it's a plus to you. Now let me tell you, you have to come to that place where anything that you feel is a plus to you, anything that you feel is gain, he's saying that you counted loss for Christ. If you have not come to this level, I question your love for God. I speak on the authority of scripture and as a prophet, as I raise a lamentation, I question your love for God. I question your love for God. If you have not come to this place, if you have not come to this place, if you have not sat down, you will have to sit down and analyze and speak to yourself and make a quality decision that now Lord, I consider everything as loss so that I may gain Christ. If you have not done that, you don't truly love God. You don't truly love God. You don't truly love God. You have to examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. What things were gained to me in those I counted loss for Christ? <laughs> Give me an He said that I once thought these things were valuable. Now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done for me. So what is it that you think some people think that their job is valuable. You know you must come to that place where you see it worthless in comparison to Christ. It cannot it cannot be compared to Christ. It cannot be compared to your love for Christ, your dedication for Christ, your devotion to Christ. Next verse. He said, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Look at what he said. He said, for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Now, let me tell you something. I told you that you need to judge yourself so that God will not judge you. Are are you with me? You need to judge yourself so that God will not judge you. And I gave you the illustration of the woman who was in the wheelchair so that she can fulfill her ministry. The reason why she was in the wheelchair was because she had not, when she was working, she had not disciplined herself to fulfill her prayer ministry. So she had to God had to allow Satan to put her in that situation so that she would fulfill her ministry. Now all of us in our hearts, but I told you that you don't need to wait for God to judge you. In your heart, you can make sure that your heart is right. And when your heart is right, you see that God will give you all that you need. So when we learn that seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all other things shall be added, some people, they are not seeking God. They are not seeking God well. Some people today see it as an opportunity to to be blessed. You see, their heart disposition of a lot of Christians is wrong. That's why God cannot bless them. A lot of Christians, you know, it is true. Let me tell you something. It is true that when we tithe, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessings upon us. It is true that when you sow a seed, God will bless you, even financially. But do you know something? If you are tightened, get me well. If you are tightened and you are sowing seed and all that, all oh, for the motive to make money, it will swerve you. Then, I said, chacha? said, chacha said, I said, in Sesia, in said Chacha. Oh, he When you tie I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. Give and it shall be given unto good measure. Press down, shake it together, run it over. Oh, so if I give one Ghana city, I'll get thousand Ghana city. Then you come, you put one Ghana coin so that thousand will come out. Master, Equasia Sim. No. You see, that's why a lot of people have been tightening and they are not seeing the results. That's why a lot of people have been giving and they not seeing the results because their motive and their heart is wrong. It's, wrong. it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. You have to do it from a genuine heart and do it from a heart of love towards God. You do it from a place of honor. When you do it from a place of love and honor, when you give your tithes and offerings and your seeds from a place of love and honor, God will bless you. But if you give it with a motive of cashing in, it will serve you. It will serve you. Praise the Lord. So he says I what? for his sake, I have discarded everything else. And back to my point. Brothers and sisters, in your heart, you must discard everything else. You must get to that place where it is settled in your heart that you have discarded everything else. Because if not, God will judge you and discipline you. And sometimes in the judgment and discipline of God, you have to take away certain things. You get what I'm saying? You have to take away certain things so don't wait for god in his judgment and discipline to allow the enemy to come in and take away certain things in your heart let it go let it go and when you let it go you see that all other things will be given to you give the lord a clap of. <clears throat> So examine yourself whether you are loving God absolutely. Examine yourself whether you love God above everything. Examine yourself whether God is your one and only. Examine yourself. In the month of January and in the month of February, God taught us to enter into the covenant of kingdom service. Matthew 6.33 Seek first his kingdom. Let me ask you a question. It's a question for you to examine yourself. Do you like that question? What shows you are seeking first God's kingdom? Even in the month of February that the theme came, what decision did you make that based on this theme, I'm going to seek first God's kingdom? What shows? Are you, are you, are you, or it was just a theme that was given. You didn't see it as a prophecy to run with. So you have, some people have even forgotten it. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. What shows that you are seeking first God's As a person as to you, what shows you are seeking first God's kingdom? As a person, what decision have you taken to seek first God's kingdom? A lot of people are not. A lot of people are not seeking God's kingdom. A lot of people are not seeking God's kingdom. But today, examine yourself. Let's go back to our theme for the for the for the lamentations, three verse forty. Lamentations three verse forty. Let us test and examine our ways. So that's, that's what you have to do, even right now. Test and examine your ways. Then after you have tested and examined your ways, turn back to the Lord. So there's a chance. In this month, God is given us a chance to turn back to Him, to come to Him. Give me King James of this verse. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord turn again to the Lord give me a message let's take a good look at the way we are living and reorder our lives under God do you see that is a truth? thing take a good look at the way you are living your life the way you are living your Christian life the way you are living your life take a good look at it and then reorder your lives under God, under God's authority. Bring your lives under submission to God. Praise the Lord. Amplified. Let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of faith. Wherever you are, I want you to bow down your heads. And I just want you to test and examine your ways. Take, I want you to, according to the scripture, take a good look at the way you are living. Across the branches, in the next minute, take a good look at the way you are living. Take a good look at the way you are living. Look at your life. This is your up and down. All oh, this is your hard work. <clears throat> Why don't you give your strength to God? Why don't you give your strength to God? Why don't you give your strength to God? Why are you giving your strength to other things? Why are you living your own life? God is calling you. He's saying, turn back to Him. Turn back to Him. Turn back to Him. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You. Thank You for the cry of the Spirit. Thank You for the lamentation of the Spirit. Thank You for the correction and the rebukes and the reproof of Your Spirit. We receive it, O God. And Lord oh Jesus your word is like a sharp two-edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart let your word discern our thoughts let your word expose the intentions of our hearts let your word refine us let your word cleanse us let your word make us whole by the fire of your spirit Purify us, O oh God. Purify us, O oh God. May we return to you, O oh God. Lord, by your word, let the light of your word show us a way back to you. Show us a way back into your purposes. May we return to you, O oh God. May we return to you, O oh God. May we return to you, O oh God. With our hearts. With our hearts. Place your hand on your heart. Pray that God will purify your heart. Pray that God purify my heart. Give me a right heart to God. Give me a right heart. Pray that Lord give me a right heart. Lord, give me a right heart. Lord, give me a right heart. Give me a right heart to God. 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 Purify our hearts, O oh God. Oh Jesus, help us, O oh God, to examine our ways and to return to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I pray for each and every one of us. You have sent Your word to us all across the branches. Those watching online, Your word has come to us. Cleanse us by your word, O God. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Bring us to the place of brokenness. The place of brokenness. The Bible says that a broken and a contrite heart the Lord will not despise. May you come before the Lord with brokenness. May you come before the Lord with brokenness. With genuine repentance. Oh God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. You want to take your seats. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Well, God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip. Shalom.